Hey, everybody. Just before we start the show, I want to point your attention, at least the Columbus folks that are listening, to an OSU event that I think would be worth your time. It's called Islamophobia, its causes and consequences, and how to counter it in daily life. Especially in the political climate that we're in, it's it's vital that we stand by our fellow Americans that are receiving the brunt of the discrimination. The speaker, Nathan Lean, is a scholar and writer from Georgetown University that has been studying the topic for a very long time. The event itself will be on Monday, February 20th of 2017 at 7.30 p.m. It is in Noton Hall on Ohio State's campus, room 250. You can park until the garage, and it's a short walk to Noton Hall. And I'll definitely be there, so stop by and say hi, and I would love to talk to you guys as we learn a little bit more and how to defend our fellow Americans from the discrimination that they currently face. I'll see you guys there. Welcome to Oyster World. Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Nathan Lieberman, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio. And and I realized something when I'm looking at my calendar that my my move to Germany, the epic trip that I've been planning since the beginning of this podcast almost six months ago, is now only five months away. 142 days to be exact. And that is not a lot of time. Not a lot of time at all. And as you can probably imagine, there are a lot of moving pieces that I have to consider and think about before moving abroad. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today is how I'm planning my trip. What are the most important pieces that I'm thinking about and preparing for? And wanted to share a little insight on the planning process behind such a big move that hopefully you guys can take away and use in your own planning process. So to do that, I started talking to a lot of people, a lot of people that were really close to me. And I asked them one simple question. What was your reaction, your initial reaction, when I told you that I was moving to Germany? Okay, Jackie. This is your second time on the podcast. Uh-huh. It is just as awkward as all the other times. Super awkward. <laughs> I know you love it so much, but that's what you get for dating a podcaster. Uh-huh. Go on. So here's Jackie making her second appearance on the podcast. And, and she brought up a very interesting point about working and how we never really had such a large unemployment gap in our lives. I've never had a big employment gap, so trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing in Germany while still supporting you and what you're doing is still a big question mark for me. That's true. It's probably the biggest gap because even when you went to Jakarta, it was for work. Yeah. My dad, as you could possibly imagine, also had something to say about employment. What about you, dad? Uh, my first reaction was, <clears throat> so do you have a job over there? <laughs> <laughs> Classic dad statement. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a very important question is the employment question, because a lot of people do go that route and seek jobs overseas. We remember that we talked to Prashanth about his internships, but 
I chose to go a different route, mainly because I didn't want to take the lifestyle that I had over here and just merely transplant it in somewhere else. The 40-hour commitment was not something that I wanted to do with my goal of traveling quite a bit. I couldn't be tied down five days a week and then also travel the way that I want to overseas. So to combat that, well, you obviously need some money. You need to be able to pay for something overseas. And that's why I created a nest egg or what I like to call runway, a runway of cash. That way I can go until the runway runs out. And I did that by switching my lifestyle here in the States. And for two years, I shaped my life around the idea that I would eventually want to make this trip. The first thing that I did that was a major win in saving is getting my housing expenses, my living expenses down. I needed to cut. And for all the people out there that are listening and rent, this might be an effective strategy. So what I was able to do is I was able to talk to my landlord and negotiate a deal where I would help him manage the properties for a cheaper rent. And I was able to knock my rent down to $200 a month. And I know that sounds insane, but I am working and doing a job for him. So for anyone that really wants to cut down on living expenses, ask your landlord if there's any way that you can help for cheaper rent. Yes, it'll be a time commitment, but it'll knock one of your biggest expenses that you have, putting more into your savings for the future. And if there's one thing I learned is that everything is negotiable. So there's no harm in asking. Go ahead and ask. And if you can get a sweet deal, you'll be much better off every single month as the money piles up over the years towards your future goals. But with that, the reason why I was getting it down so low or could get it down so low is because I was still living more like I did in college. It's a little bit less than the standard of living that I would like at this point in my life, but it works. And when you have a bigger dream, whether that's starting a business, moving abroad, whatever it is, you can sacrifice a couple years of one tier, one step of living to complete those dreams. And all of that money I was able to bank and save for the trip. Well, I was really lucky because, one, there was cheap housing within the city of Columbus that I could take advantage of. And also there was really cheap housing close to where I worked. Now, a lot of people have this opportunity, but they do not take advantage of it. Living close to your work, especially to the point where you can walk like I can, saves a ton of money. Gas is not going to get any cheaper. And the fact that I was able to take out my gasoline bill, my transportation bill from working back was so important. Not to mention all the health benefits that you get along the way by walking every morning, having that time to think and relax, being able to go home for lunch and take care of things. Besides all of that, the amount of money I saved on gas over the past two years has been a very substantial amount, which once again goes right back into savings for me for my trip. And if you have this opportunity and you're really thinking about going for something larger, I would recommend this. Along with the cheaper rent and the walking to work, I've been able to really, really extend that runway a lot further. So I know that a lot of you probably couldn't do both of those. 
It, you have to be in very certain circumstances to pull those off. But this is something everyone can do. And that is save. Now, that is an easy thing to say. Very hard to implement. But to do that, the way I do it is to get rid of all temptations of pulling it out. I have a direct deposit at work, which a lot of companies do. And what I do is I have two separate bank accounts for savings and checking, but I do not see the savings every single day. Of course, I can go in and check the amount, but it's not right in front of me like I do when I check my checking account. And that way, there's no temptation of reaching into that sucker and pulling out funds to help you and buy the next car or pair of jeans or whatever you're thinking of buying. And then the money that goes into my checking account, that is my money for the month to spend and have a good time. Now, the ratio I used was a bit extreme. There is a common saying that goes around that if you save 5 to 10% of your paycheck every month, you'll be able to save enough for your next endeavor. And I wanted to go a little bit higher because I know that I only had around two years to, to pull this off. So I did a two-thirds into checking, one-third into savings. I saved one-third of my paycheck every single month. That, once again, went straight into an account that I did not check every single day. And the rest went to my checking account that I would keep track of to know how much money I had compared to my credit cards and make sure that I was on track for the month. And the reason why you need such a strict rule is because things do happen. Sometimes you do spend a little bit more money than you were thinking to, but then you have to think about a way out of it that is not taking from your savings because taking from your savings would be easy. Finding your way out of a tough situation like you don't have any savings is a little bit harder, but that's what you have to do. You have to force yourself to somehow get the money, whether it's the next paycheck coming in and taking it out of the next month or taking the interest on your credit card for a month and doing whatever you need to do to make sure you, you do not break that rule, that golden rule. Those are your funds to do whatever you want in the future. But you have to sacrifice a little bit now for the great payout later. And that is how I got this sweet gig of not having to work when I'm abroad. I found my parents say it pretty well. Uh, eventually, you get to the, you get old enough, you actually wake up in the morning. This is one of my best friends from college, Tim. He's known me for around seven years, and he's also hilarious. And there's a, a shredder right next to you. So as soon as you wake up in the morning, you get your money, and you just put it in that shredder. <laughs> you just gotta keep putting it in there and then you go about your day and right before you go to bed don't don't forget to just drop a little bit more <laughs> that is great that is great oh my god i'm so glad i hit the record button before you said that but while talking to tim he gave a pretty legitimate concern and uh yeah because and i even think you know that there'll be times where it'll probably get it would have gotten pretty lonely i feel like that's the case with anyone that goes on these type of travels or trips eventually you know you'll find yourself in a situation where it's you know you haven't found that random group in a bar to talk to or just that sense of company or whatnot which is a very big concern Everything will be different. Every single thing will be different. I will have left everything that I've built socially 
and materially here in the States for something completely new. And Jackie showed that concern as well. I think for me, the apprehension is more about like a, a major life change from sort of steering away from uh, what I've been doing as far as work goes and trying something new. So while not having a job abroad and that extra time, that gift of time that comes with it, there's also the curse of the paradox of choice. You have a lot of options. You have a lot of time. So what do you do with it? And I've thought a lot about that because how you structure the everyday is a lot different than how you would structure when you have a job. Because when you have a job, you have to go at a certain time and do the work that is assigned to you. Within that structure, it gives you a lot of time sort of to be productive. So when thinking of the everyday when I'm abroad, I wanted to have a somewhat similar setup. As in, I have zones of being productive and I have zones to be creative and explore. So I look at my everyday. The whole entire day is free, technically. It's my time. But when I start the morning, I want something a little structured to get me off on the right foot. That's definitely how I work too. So in the morning, I want to wake up around 9 a.m. because I love sleep. But I also want to get up and start the day off on the right foot. So I'll get up at 9, I'll have my breakfast and my daily workout in the morning. So I always get it done. And I have time to work on the podcast and Oyster World. So that'll be my productive chunk. I'll have a couple hours in the morning to be productive, take care of my body, eat healthily, and then afterwards, at a certain time, I'm thinking around 2 p.m. in the afternoon, I cut it off, and I go out into the world, and I explore where I'm at. That way, I can balance both the creative and the structured of what I need to get done, where neither is compromised, because I feel like I really need that in my day to feel whole. But when you go on a long trip like this, or even when you go on vacation, make sure that you think about what you're going to do, whether it's going to be pure relaxation, whether it's whether you want to get some work done, or what is it, and schedule out those zones so they don't impede on each other. Hi, Alex. So what did you think when I told you I was moving to Germany for the first time? To fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel every single day of my no, life. No, no, no. Um... All right, for this next segment, we're going to talk about culture shock. And for that, I have the help of Alex, my roommate that you just heard, my friend Julio from Columbus, Tryu, another friend from college, and my cousin TJ. Here's Julio. Surprising because it's such a change from like the, the everyday. Um, like I've moved around many times, um, and I know how disconcerting it can be. But at the same time, I know how you can easily adapt to other places. Um, then again, I mean, that's coming from me. And again, I've moved around a couple of times and everything. So I think coming from you, someone that hasn't necessarily left Ohio necessarily, like for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like a very brave move, also. Yeah, Julio brings up a really good point. I haven't lived outside of Ohio. I've I've traveled all around the U.S., but I haven't lived outside it and. Even moving to another U.S. city or even like Indianapolis or Pittsburgh would be a completely different feel and a culture shock to where I'm living now. 
And in that way, everything is going to change and I'll have to be prepared for it. And when I talked to Tryu, he had a similar thought process. So yeah, is there any um, like negative reactions or worries that you had just right off the top of your head? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I, I keep thinking of things that you're going to encounter and I don't know how you'd react to them, right? You know, being put into a completely different environment, right? And, um, you know, trying to figure out how to uh, navigate through that. that. That's a worry, but that's, I mean, that's not, I mean, you're going to always deal with that, right? So, but I never thought anything negative of it um, because I, like I said, it's this is something that you've been wanting to do for a really long time, right? You wanted to get out of that comfort zone, right? So I never had neg- any negative thought towards it. So, Yeah, and they're both right. I ain't just moving to another city in the U.S. here. I'm moving to an entirely different country for a year. So it's a daunting task. And I have to be comfortable being in uncomfortable situations because that will be my life. Or at least know that they will occur and be ready for them. And for that, I had a couple tools. The first one being the expat communities and expat meaning expatriate. And even if you just Google expat communities for Americans, you can find the city that you're in and talk to Americans that have already moved overseas. Reach out to that community. There's some very active communities on Facebook, websites like Internations. You can find them on blogs. Just a simple Google search and you'll be able to find these communities of Americans where they've already made the jump and they're all willing to help you make the jump as well. Just in case you need to escape from the language learning and the culture shock process, you can go hang out with some Americans and help just kind of restabilize yourself during the transition to your new home. The other tool that I would use, definitely use, especially if you're someone like me that hasn't lived outside of a certain area their entire lives is go scout the place that you're going to live. Go read about the culture. Go understand the politics of the place. Really try to get a grasp and a taste of what you'll be encountering every single day. So before I decided to move to Germany, I went with my family there to meet my relatives that live in Germany and also get a taste of what it would be like to live in Germany. And that's when I fell in love in the place and decided to really pull the trigger and go. Because you don't really know what you're getting into. You can do all the online research you want, but you won't really know until you're there. And scouting somewhere before you move, whether that be a U.S. city, abroad, or in the next town over, will really help you get an understanding of the feel of the place and make sure that you want to go there so you don't make a big life decision on unfound facts. And that's something that my cousin did, TJ, when he moved to Columbus from West Lafayette, Indiana. What up, though? What's going on, TJ? (laughs) (laughs) He had come and visited us a couple times and decided to make the move. And it was really hard at first, but his story is pretty profound and a good example of what it's like to move to a new place. I mean, speaking from experience, when I got here, that was one of the hardest things ever. I mean, you guys were here and that was great, but I didn't know any friends. I 
you know, my parents were across the country. Um, I didn't really have, I mean, I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have anything. I just had to wing it. I found kind of a strength in me that I hadn't seen before because I hadn't been tested like that, you know? Yeah. And I think by the end of it, I learned a lot about myself, who I am, um, my determination, how hard I'm willing to work and go for something that, uh, that I need to do for myself. And that kind of set the tempo, um, just for me being here personally. So I know going to another country for you, I mean, it's, it's going to change you as a person, but in a good way, because you're going to find out who you truly are. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Cause I remember those first couple of years and how hard and you did work and how unknown everything was. And that's a, that's a good kind of like role model type thing of what I'm about to do. So Yeah. And like, I mean, yeah, do you feel ch- changed TJ for like coming here? This is the first place that felt like home in my life. And I really do mean that. Like when I got here, I didn't have much. Um, my job at the time was gone. I didn't have a career path. Uh, the girl at that point, I didn't know if that was even a thing anymore. So literally just packed everything in and, uh, you know, called you up and just showed up. And, you know, the first year was probably trying to get back on my feet money-wise, trying to figure everything out, um, trying to meet as many people as possible. I put myself in positions that were uncomfortable for me in order to meet people. Um, I went out of my way to, if I met someone to follow through and go grab a drink with them so that I, you know, could meet people and, uh, have some new experiences. That second year I think was more about finding out what I wanted to do and who I was, uh, the third uh, last year, um, and kind of going into now was, really trying to utilize the resources that I had at that point now that I had all the networking and everything that I needed. So yeah, I would definitely say that I've, I've changed. This is where I grew up. This is definitely my home. Yeah, it's definitely no cakewalk. After the first few times I went to a Russian supermarket in Moscow, I was so defeated (laughs) by the inability (laughs) to read labels and communicate with the cashier that I ended up just walking through the store with headphones and (laughs) trying not to interact with as many people as possible, shoving shoving the coins. Things that actually make sense. Yeah, shoving the rubles and kopecks at them. Yeah, that was um, just... uh, it, that that can get to you, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was more just about like like you know surviving each day, uh, whatever interaction you're having, just making sure you're getting the most out of it. And you can't you can't just waltz in any new like country or world and just feel like like I've got this. But something tells me I'm gonna be okay. We interrupted by ISIS. <laughs> okay, just to be clear, ISIS is. A girl I work with. <laughs> that's that's her name. <laughs> we don't work with ISIS here. So this is Joel, another good friend of mine in Columbus, and he brought up a very interesting point of politics. Politics have now entered the game with the new administration that's in the United States and how it's going to affect 
the relationships with the countries that I want to go to and wherever you want to go to. And he brings up a couple of really good points. But um, what I was saying was that it's interesting because the perception of Americans, you know, I don't really know what the perception of Americans is, but it seems like it would have changed because of what's going on politically in America. And so now with you traveling abroad, and I mean, even with anyone, it, you know, is there going to be like anti-American rhetoric because of Trump and are we going to all be clumped into one category because of Trump? And so, you know, I don't know. I, I, I was listening to an NPR. And is America perception of Americans in other countries. And it really didn't... It, it really wasn't the perception of Americans in other countries, but it was the perception... It was Americans being worried to travel outside of the U.S., because of the perceived, because of the perception of Americans being bad mm-hmm. and being, you know, racist and being anti-Muslim. And, I don't know, I just thought that was really interesting and I thought it definitely applied to you because you're going over to live somewhere. Yeah, unfortunately, this is something that we have to think about now. We have to think about anti-American feelings from other countries because of the the ones that represent us. And... And when I went over there in December, I didn't get the vibe that it was very anti-American. In fact, it was more a curiosity because I feel like that is more of the way that Germans, I can only really speak to Germans, but how they approached all these questions is they had an opportunity to speak to Americans. So they wanted to ask me questions about what was going on in the U.S., especially with Trump. But Something to be aware of is that this will happen all the time. All of my family members ask me about Trump. A lot of passerbys ask me about Trump. And it's just something that you're going to have to be prepared for if you travel outside the country because everyone wants to know what the hell is going on over there. So politics does come into play. I would continue research into your area to see if there's any protests that are happening to Trump. I would also check the expat communities and ask questions. Have you guys ever experienced any bad blood or had any bad interactions with the people that live there on the fact that you are American? It's always safe to double check, especially in this weird time that we're in. But at the same time, I never experienced it. But it's a good thing to be aware. Somewhere. Well, I mean, we did talk about. <laughs> I mean, you still okay. Might. This is what I wanted to hear. So, what was like? What worried you guys? Like, do. You... <laughs> ah, nothing like your big sister coming through to tell you the truth. She was a little bit worried that if I ever was confronted, what might happen. Um, I mean, <laughs> you. <laughs> You are a very optimistic person, and as your older sister, I'm allowed to say this. So, like, sometimes I feel like if something were to happen, maybe it'd take you a minute to realize that it was a bad situation. However, you started doing Muay Thai, and now I feel like it doesn't matter because you could just kick their ass. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'm not so worried anymore. Yeah, that's fair. For the people that know me, I'm a very excitable person. And if I'm in a new place, then I feel like 
going all over the place, exploring. And I have to sit back and realize that the same basic rules of common sense still apply. There's still crime. There's still rules to a city. Don't walk by yourself at night. There's situations that you don't want to get yourself into. And I feel like for all of us, when we enter a new place, it has this kind of fantasy-like aspect to it. Like we're invincible and we're exploring this new place and it's all happy and wonderful when that's not the case. One thing that I'm going to do is make myself a set of rules. Write them down and keep them with me. And one of the biggest ones on the list is do not drink too much with people I don't know. Along with research the areas of the city where the most crime happens. Arm myself with the knowledge and tools to fight off pickpockets and how to call for help in the language. What's the number for the emergency contact? How could I get someone's attention to my situation? Those are all good things to know and all things that I need to keep in mind when I move to a new place. Make sure I do the research. Keep that alcohol under wraps with people that I don't know. Make sure I have someone that I really trust with me if I do go out and drink. Make sure that I don't get pickpocketed. And how do I call for help in the current language and culture that I'm in? All super important for me to keep in the back of my mind as I keep traveling. And you know, martial arts definitely doesn't hurt. So before you travel, join a gym. Okay, so I'm here with Jake from State Farm at where I work because you love it. He's on the recording. You don't none like me shit. calling no. you Jake from none State Farm? No, no. Why do you not like Jake from State it's Farm? It's just old. It's just like, no. There's something deeper. In no, there. it's not. It's just old. It's because you don't look good in khakis. I do. Though. <laughs> okay. I love my khakis, but so I that, have one good pair that fit me, so I can't like wear khakis every day because I'm wearing the same pants. So you can't live up to Jake from State Farm. I can't, I can't do it. I don't even have a red polo, so it's like okay. So it's I can't all right. do it. And that's a lot of burden on you to to play the part. I, can't, I just can't and do it, man. <laughs> I can't live up to that. That was not the question. So this is my coworker Jake. And even though he doesn't like the nickname Jake from State Farm, he's a really down-to-earth guy. And during our conversation, he brought up a very good point that, you know, why not? Why not go? Why not go travel? Because you have been building a safety net for your entire life. By getting a degree and creating relationships over in the U.S., you have some people that will really help you out. And that's really interesting to me because you think that when I'm moving to a new country overseas, don't know anybody, that yes, I am starting over. And in many ways, that is true. But in many ways, it's not. I can always go back to the U.S. I still have my parents and my friends and my degree and everything I've worked on here. So it's not like I'm starting from scratch over in Germany. I have the experiences and the knowledge and the tools that I've that I've created for myself my entire life. And sometimes it's easy to forget that. But know that you always have a safety net. So why not? Because it's like your dream, like right? You've, you've talked to me about it a lot. And it's like, if you've got the opportunity to do it, do it. You've got a safety net, too. Even if you don't, it's like... You've thought about it, and it really makes sense. Give it a shot. Wow, so you actually think that I can pull this off? I do. I do. Yeah, and I've known you. I've known you for long enough to see that. Yeah, I think you thought about it enough and planned it enough, and 
Yeah, and it's something you clearly want to do. So yeah. It's like who you are, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it'd be, I think it'd be awesome for you. It'd be awesome for anyone if that's what they want to do. It's like, yeah, because it's like, you know, you'll still have your degree when you come back, work over there. A guy I went to high school with, as soon as we, he, got, he went to college, and he's been living in Sweden for like the last 10 years. Yeah, no family there. Nothing. He's like, oh, I want to go there. And he's got a job and he knows the language and he, I think he's getting married soon. It's like, never awesome. know where you're going to end up. Exactly. So it's like, if you got the chance to try something new, try it out. Say something. Hello? So this brings us to our last topic of the day with another coworker of mine, Ming Ming. And he, like many of my other friends, were a little bit sad. Which is good for me, uh, at least they like me and don't want to see me go. But I will be sacrificing time with them to spend abroad. And that's a serious concern. Alright, so when I told you that I was moving to Germany, yeah. what was your initial reaction? My initial reaction? Yeah. Well, um, I feel really sad because I don't want to lose a friend around here. Yeah, and Ming Ming definitely wasn't the only one that expressed this feeling. Which was a bit hard to swallow. It caught me by surprise. And I guess my initial impression was just like... I know you do it eventually, just knowing who you are, <laughs> what your aspirations are. Um, I just wasn't expecting it that soon. So, you know, there was a excitement and happiness for you. And then, you know, and then, you know, the selfish reasons kick in. It's like, oh, man, this is a guy I saw quite a bit, even when I was, especially when I was in Warsaw, because no one wanted to visit me in Warsaw, and Columbus was close. So, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, man, he, he'll be uh, heading out there. So then selfish reasons kicked in. It's like, oh, man, that, that, there's six months or so that he'll be out. So, I guess the first, you know, summing it up, the first thing was excitement for you for doing something that you really wanted to do. And don't worry, Mr. Uh, Patel, you'll, you'll be taking over, uh, number one. I'll have to be flying more often to see you as opposed to a three-hour drive. The only reason that I would be like, you should probably say America is because I need a friend. <laughs> so, so. You know, it's a new step, right? And you've, you've always wanted to do it big, right? So this is you doing it big. Yeah, you know right? me, man. This um, is what we've been talking about for... What has it been? How many years have we known each other? A long time. It was 2010 when we first met. Seven years, wow. Seven years. Yeah. So it's, uh, no, honestly, I was, I mean, very happy for you, right? I mean, it's, you know, a little sad, right? You know, that you're going to be how many hours away, but you know, at yeah. the same time, it's, you're, you're doing exactly what you want to do, right? Step outside of that comfort zone, and that's awesome. So, oh, yeah, man. So... What was your initial reaction when I told you I was moving to Germany? Uh, it was sad <laughs> because we had just started dating and it seemed like it was a really good thing. But also, on the other side of that, happy because it seemed like the most amazing adventure ever. Okay, so yeah, there was multiple... <laughs> I'm sure for you especially, since we just started dating, I'm like, oh, by the way, <laughs> I'm moving to Germany. Um... There's probably a lot going on in your head. Yeah, multiple feelings. <laughs> so the sad part, like obviously it was just kind of chaotic. 
Right. Right. What do you think? The sadness? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean, there was a lot to take in all at once. And of all the people I interviewed, I feel like my parents were the ones that were hit the most. So here's my question. When I told you guys that I was moving to Germany, what was your initial reaction? Not my baby boy. He came a little bit far away from me. Yeah, you probably saw that coming. So, yeah, so what was the the emotion that you struggled with the most or the reaction that you struggled with the most? So mine, was a, mine was a selfish one. It was just that I knew that with you being that far away that we wouldn't be able to see you that often. And uh, that's what I struggle with the most, that I will miss you very much. Which is hard. I mean, that's something that I um, struggle with, too, because it's something that I really want to do, obviously, but I do kind of have to <clears throat> sacrifice time with friends and family, which is a big thing. So, yeah, Dad, you thought you just wanted to make sure that I was okay and not just winging it and hoping for the best? <laughs> no, not really, buddy. I... Uh... I think I struggled with the same thing mom did. I mean, you know, there's some parents whose kids graduated high school, went to University of Cincinnati, stayed in town. They see them all the time. They, you know, they're in their lives a lot. Um, and that's not you or your sister. And I'm very proud of that, I guess, because... Because I want you to be who you are. So um, the struggle is same as mom said. You know, you're going to be far away. It's not like I can just call you and we can zip up 71 and see you in an hour and a half or two. Um, but you, to me, you're like a, you're like a young eagle who's spreading his wings and and getting stronger every day and. I think this is going to make you even stronger. So I'm very, very supportive, very happy about it. But the struggle is what you guys already said. It's it's a sacrifice of time with family and friends here. But I think it's going to be worth it. Oh, man, that was so hard to hear. And, you know, this is really the hardest part for me because I, I love all these people. I I don't want to hurt them, and I love spending time with them. But at what cost? So if I stay, I lose the chance of going abroad and seeing the world. And if I go, then then I have to sacrifice some time with my friends and family here. But you have to you have to choose. In either path, there is there is a sacrifice to the other side. So it really, it's what it means to you. Does it? Does the call and wanderlust call you out into the world to go explore it, or? Are you much happier being at home with your family? And it depends on what kind of person you are, too. Like, I don't know if I could do that. I could see myself changing careers and taking a hobby and making it into a job, but I don't know if I could just, like, uproot myself and sell all my stuff and move somewhere else and, Throw like, start, completely and... start over again. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. But if you feel like you could do it, go for it. Go for it. I'll support you as best as I can. 
if you need anything, let me know. You know, it's like, I just want to see people do well. Have fun. And you know I got an open door policy, so. <laughs> yep. You got, you got a place in Germany if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> so just like Jake said, it depends on who you are if this journey is right for you. But know that there are risks to both sides. What they call the safe route in staying home may also not be the safest route to go. That's true, but you also are, if you didn't do this, you would just be here in America working the job you have and hopefully building the business you have. And like, there's still risk involved with that regardless. So you're either doing a whole new world where you've never been exposed to that and you're abroad and you're making new experiences that any employer coming back to America would be thrilled to have from their employee, or you're still stuck in the stagnant nation of hate and death and terror yeah. no 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 but like uh, of just like uh, of this nation where um, or state that you uh, are surrounded by people you care about and love but you still have the same experiences you've had for the past six years or more so or travel with um, you know some organization which is pretty cool stuff. I mean, there's, you know, engineers who go out and help build water treatment plants for rural villages and stuff, but it's all structured. It's all, there's a, there's a bit of a safety net. What you're doing is it's free fall. It's free fall. It's on your own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good analogy. It's not on the, the cord doesn't get pulled for you. You decide when to pull the cord. <laughs> and, yep. <laughs> and that has a special confidence-building quality to it, um, you know, and and I think that's, I mean, you're my son, and I can't always read you, but I think that's part of what the lure is for you, and um, and I think it's fantastic. Maybe I should share some experience with you. I was leaving my hometown to my college, um, you know, where's a big city far away, thousands of miles from my hometown. And I spent four years there and I met some friends. And I have to leave again, move to U.S. to pursue more education. So I kind of feel what you feel right now if you really move to Germany. But also, after a few years, you trace back, look back. Well, I made a good friends. I, I moved on a new page of my life, and I, you know, we, we miss each other. We contact with each other. We share the memories, but also, you're gonna move on to your new life, and you're gonna follow your heart. What you want to do? So, it's sad, but I wouldn't treat that seriously. But it's I, I would treat it as a good sad that way. So I, uh, you know, there's I. Who knows what the future is gonna bring? But um, yeah, I mean that it's. I've talked to people at work about this, Nate, who, you know, I've got some 30-somethings and 40-somethings working on my team, and and they all just smile, and they say, you know, I, they never thought of that. They've traveled, but they've never thought of just picking up and leaving like this, and they're they're all sort of saying, you know, I kind of wish I had, but... Yeah, that's what I hear over and over again from people that I talk to is, boy, I wish I would have done something like that. Sometimes it's okay to just wing it. Sometimes the best things happen that way. Yeah. The decision to go or not go is a tough one. There is a lot to consider. And like we just said, there are lots of sacrifices that you need to make, including time with your friends and family. But 
if there's one philosophy that I've stuck to that really works and has been working in my life, it's one from a guy named Derek Sivers. And one practice that he follows, from time to time, he quits something that he really likes or loves to do. And what that does is it opens up space for something else to move in that you also like and love. And from there, you have two things that you now like and love instead of one. And that's what growth means to him. And to me, it justifies leaving my friends and family for a short period of time to go find something new, let that open space be filled with something else that I really care about. And then when I come back, I'll be a much stronger person. And I think Omar sums it up perfectly. And I'm very interested to see how you change because you're going to change. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to meeting that Nate. Not, not that I have anything against you, yeah, present, man. <laughs> but like the Nate of the Nate of learning German is someone I can probably relate to even more than I can relate to you now, and that can relate to me more than you can relate to me now. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to meeting you um, after you fully immerse yourself for like a year at least. So that's it. I'm doing it. I'm going to Germany in August. I'm taking that leap of faith, and I'm going to enjoy the entire ride. And in Dan's own words, What was your initial reaction when you heard that I was moving to Germany? Um, my initial reaction was like, it's about fucking time. This poor ah. needs to get over there. He needs to experience, he needs to like, get out of fucking Columbus, Ohio, and the world and live in another country and like yeah it's just about time I'm you know super excited for you um I oh just, I was excited yeah. you were excited yeah well one that means that I have somewhere to go visit <laughs> so for selfish reasons yeah. very selfish reasons but I also feel glad because you can you know explore a new world and uh, I think that experience might be very exciting and then brand new for you I kind of feel happy as well. I'm I'm proud of you. Like I'm legitimately very very proud of you for for doing this. Like this is uh, this is monumental. You got a place to stay in Germany. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, honestly, I was really happy for you because I know you haven't really been abroad, right? And I was excited for you because that's getting away and going to another country is something that I really admire in people. Because the culture shock, it's a different world, and just the fact that that's a dream I think everybody has when they're younger, and a majority of people don't succeed in that for whatever reason. They just don't commit to it. So I was really proud of you. I was more like, oh, that makes total sense because we've been preaching all of these like uh, wanderlust type lifestyles. And I'm really good at fantasizing, but sometimes, you know, that's enough for me. And so it was pretty cool to see you just put it in motion, like, without a benefit or without a doubt. And it's like blind faith that it'll work out. It's like actually happening. You kind of inspired me. Also. This is a correction. I just to see someone around my age to take such a leap to follow everyone and pursue their dreams and stuff. So, you know, I was realizing, it's like, you know, he, he's doing it, you know, in excitement. Uh, for you saying that you know this is a very big step in uh, the path you wanted to go 
with Oyster World and you know just an individual decision to, for, for yourself something you, re- you really wanted to do I was really excited for you excited yes yeah because this is like well, such a big thing for you and you, you put a lot of time and effort into learning about different cultures and doing the traveling thing and helping other people do the traveling thing and it's like something I'll never get to do maybe live a little vicariously through you but it's like you know what if you've got the opportunity to do something that you really want to do and you love do it you are probably one of the more um, capable individuals I have as a friend who would be able to take a leap like this and make the most out of it and do the best he can you don't have to butter me up man uh, it's uh... uh I mean <laughs> I don't want you to kick me out of this place <laughs> so, uh, it's all about the rent that's <laughs> yeah. really what it's all about um cause I think I'm going with you yes uh, so <laughs> adventure for me too <laughs> Then right away after that, I said to myself, no, this is really, really good because I want him to experience everything he possibly can and everything his heart desires. So that was immediately right after I had the first reaction. Love you, buddy. Completely on board with this, Nate. Thank you, everyone. This has been another episode of Oyster World Radio. If you are around in Columbus, don't forget about the Islamophobia Summit on Monday, February 20th at 7.30 p.m. in 250 Noton Hall on OSU's campus. Thank you once again for all the wonderful interviews from Jackie Gishbacher, Shayu Patel, Alex Polifka, Jake Paisa, Julio Zelaya, Joel Maine, Suzanne Lieberman, Richard Lieberman, Shannon Lieberman, TJ Beckett, Ming Ming Zhang, Omar Goweya, Dan Lincoln Bradley, and Timothy Sanchez. Music is by Charlie Milliken, and that is it for today, so I will catch you guys again in two weeks, and I hope you have a great February. Until then, Charlie, play us out. I can't take control of my life If I'm too busy looking at the stars And thinking about our time that's gone by It's time for a change in my day-to-day scene Time to turn around from that clock Face the mirror and change me talking you know <laughs> so, yeah i gotta talk when i have a chance mate I, it's pretty rare you know mom you're so ridiculous <laughs> i just remember son that these people that are part of our family they're all related to mom so <laughs> Me. Yeah. Oh man, am am I even ready for that? The, who knows? That's gonna be a challenge all on its own.